Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. So, um, one thing I want to talk about um, before we get into it, first of all, let me introduce our guest today. Uh, we have Marshall Gordon and Brian Brennan from Chaos Fishing in Lighthouse Point. Welcome, gentlemen. We appreciate you coming into the studio and giving us a visit. Um, before we get too deep into what we want to talk about today, I just want to say um, a shout out. We just closed out the Jimmy Johnson for 2022, and we're super excited how everything went. Um, the guitar was a success, and we couldn't be happier with the results. Um, and I just want to also add that it was good to get back to that event after um all the covid stuff and new although we don't like saying the c word on the show we try not to say it as much as possible because we don't want to be that guy um but yeah so but it, it was nice for everything to get back to normal and everything's back outside and get the pool and you know everything was um you know up and running and everyone was back to normal and having a good time so um jimmy todd and val always put on you know a first class event so Super excited about that. Um, so, well, you and I, Marshall, spoke at your event when we had the uh, awards for the Pompano Beach Boat Parade there at your store, at your beautiful store. Um, we talked a lot about, um, you came up to me and you're like, hey, the whole connected by water message and, you know, it really speaks about community and you're a community guy too, like me. And um, we spoke about, a lot of things with the intrinsic value of that and um then the business value of that and you know but i'm hoping we can kind of get into that a, a little bit today um so you know first i wanted to give a little bit of background um to chaos if you would you have you you have a business background like corporate background right and then, and then you put all that to the side one day and Yep. You know, so we have very similar background from that respect as I do too. And I put it all aside today to open up this. So, 
Um, take me through that experience if sure. you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a customer before I owned Chaos. I mean, uh, uh-huh. I moved to Florida in 99, uh, executive in the technology industry. And um, from 99 to 08, 09, when I went to look for my rods at Chaos that were being repaired and found a door that was shackle locked <laughs> based upon a bankruptcy. Uh, and I found out about it, you know, uh, that, that had happened. Um, you know, I, I was a customer like, you know, thousands and thousands of other people in South Florida. So, um, 08, 09, when the recession was occurring, I also had an opportunity, uh, uh, to get out of corporate, um, with a lot less scars than uh, a lot of friends and a lot of folks who got hurt during that period of time. So I took it. Um, it was a, a good opportunity, not only for business, but also personally, you know, I'd gone ahead and uh, was getting ready to get married, knew there was, uh, you know, potentially uh, down the road going to be a kid or kids in the, uh, in the game and, you know, flying two, 300,000 miles a year around the world, you know, wasn't necessarily a, a great fit. Plus the fact that I really moved from North Carolina down to, to Florida, uh, cause I was spending all my time down here fishing and golfing anyway. So, so I had, I wasn't doing that as my career progressed, I was way more and more and more. And, uh, you know, it just kind of seemed the right time to uh, go and do something else and um, we did and uh, the only thing I would say that you know uh, people ask all the time oh you know it's great that you had that foresight and you were gonna go and get out of that hole to grind and you know do water I wouldn't describe it as quite that pure um, it was opportunistic uh, at the time you know uh, I had left corporate and we were doing a lot of different things myself and some you know associates and chaos was one of the assets that we bought um i couldn't tell you that in 2008 2009 when we we bought that from the bankruptcy court that we actually thought we were going to spend the next 10 years working on it uh, or i was going to work on it um so what ended up happening was you know one thing led to the next i actually for the first five or six years um managed it i would say part-time uh, matter of fact you know the little secret is three or four three or four y- those years i actually went back into corporate um just uh, had an opportunity with a uh, old client of mine to do something that was kind of interesting and exciting and about about five years ago um really when we moved uh from south of atlantic to north of atlantic um kind of focused on it full time so yeah so that was kind of the uh the, the migration but uh, yeah it, <laughs> i was like i said i was a customer before i was a uh was an owner um and you know always thought it was kind of a, an interesting thing and i think one of, i mean probably the the most relevant you know corporate to local regional you know tackle and rod company um the bridge I would paint for you was, you know, one of my largest clients was Nike. And Nike had always had this very confusing um, concept of uh, what they referred to as mass customization. And it wasn't a matter of what color your swoosh was on a sneaker. It was actually much the same way, you know, you've kind of connected yourself to connected by water. And that's, you know, a little bit well, does that go here? Does that go here? You know, what is that about? Is that about my passion? Is it about my, you know, there's a million ways you can interpret that. And that's part of part of the design. Um, and Nike's meaning behind that after many, many years, I best understood that it had more to do with how the customer or the consumer wanted to actually interpret the brand. So if you're at the Chris Everett Tennis Center up in Boca, it's very different than the south side of Chicago with Air Jordans. Um, and in both relevant, uh, both their customers, very much both a lifestyle. Um, but that was really kind of the context. Uh, thus, the reason actually that, you know, 
most of the personalities you see attaching themselves to Nike do so for many, many years, in many cases, decades, because the lifestyle side of that particular personality, Tiger Woods in golf or Michael Jordan in basketball um, or some of the brands associated with uh, skateboarding and so forth that they own, very much was them driving into those communities, um, you know, and, and really working from a standpoint of uh, what the the whole you know personality of the individual is and how they can actually go ahead and digest the brand. Um, and just to close the loop for you, and that was kind of chaos. You know, chaos had everything from uh, multi-million dollar tournament boats that they had outfitted for years to um, corporate guys like me that outfitted uh, their boats and primarily just recreational with friends and so forth. And the pier rat that, uh, you know, basically, you know, got his first gator glass rod with uh, with recoil um you know, type guides on it and, you know, saved up. And, you know, that was kind of, uh, you know, his, his passion. So, you know, chaos was very different in the sense that, uh, and something still today we try to be as, as best we possibly can, that it can be consumed at all levels. Uh, we, we never want to be perceived as um, arrogant uh, in the context of our product is, you know, $800 a rod for every rod we sell. Um, it's much more a matter of uh, connecting the product to the customer based upon what they want to do and kind of where they are in their journey in fishing. Um, and that's that's really, you know, still today, I think a big part of, you know, we refer to it as intimacy uh, that we try to build. Now, the key to the business, you know, and, you know, the, the secret sauce per se is taking a long-term approach of that intimacy and actually being um, invited, allowed, and uh, in many cases, you know, honored to be part of that journey because that becomes something where the peer rat goes off to college, he gets a degree, goes to Wall Street, becomes a private equity guy, he buys a 74 Viking, and obviously I'm compressing everything, but that's great business too because the brand was with him the entire way. Uh, it wasn't you have to leave in order to basically stay with us. Uh, Apple's probably the best, you know, example I can give. I mean, obviously not everybody wants, but uh, having the different levels of technology at the different levels of investment and the different levels of personality um, is, is probably, you know, where in the back of my mind, I kind of always, you know, hold us up to and say, you know, can we be something for everyone? Um, you know, even if that's not necessarily the guy that fishes every weekend. It's a tough thing. To pull off. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm going to love this podcast. Thank you for opening yeah. like that. That was yeah. beautiful because you've opened a can of worms into my head. Because yeah. um, if you look at Connected, and you alluded to this a little bit ago, that you know, I'm not ready to get put into a box yet. And that's why we put our business model out the way we put our business model out. Because a lot of people always come to me, um, and at the risk of sounding egotistical, Oh, you're doing great. Oh, you're blowing up. Everything's good. And I'm just like, I'm just laying the foundation right now. Yeah. So we have plans, right? But part of that plan is to not alienate anybody and is to say, okay, you can come in here and buy a, a dollar sticker or a $10 little piece of art, or you can spend $30,000 on a guitar, right? So we're trying to cast a wide net and catch all those, all those different buckets, of business but you know ultimately at the end of the day um you recognize your customer and who they are and what they need and for the long term like like you're saying and that that's exactly um 
you know, why that we refuse to be so direct with like, nope, we are this, right? I'm like, no, I'm trying not to put too much definition of it. Even when in our description of the company, we say, yeah, we're an end to end creative company that makes unique, you know, products with our artwork or however we verbatim that. But, um, I try to keep it like on the surface because you never know what opportunity is going to come. Just like you can't define the term art, try to do it. You can't, right? Um, we don't want to define our company. At least we're not ready to just yet. So similar mindset, I think. But yeah, you know, uh, and, but we have the same customer base. We're just offering yep. them a different product. Yeah, and and I think the the other side to it is is that, um, you know, we've seen you know having. 10, 11, 12 years myself in it and, and chaos having 31 years in it now. Um, we've seen uh, the continuity and that progression of that individual, um, right. you know, and kind of having them move through, you know, different stages of their life, different socioeconomic, different needs, different type of fishing, different parts of the country. Um, and I think that's all very, very um you know, you know, very interesting. And that's one of the benefits when you come out of corporate. Um, sometimes you get to see things from companies that, you know, have insights and bajillions mm -hmm. of people and lots of consultants and everything else that, uh, you know, are slicing and dicing and looking at numbers and uh, all sorts of information that, you know, says, oh, look at this little bitty glean of, you know, opportunity. And mm -hmm. then someone like a Nike says, okay, well, just do it, pun intended. Um, right. And, you know, then all of a sudden they say, well, wait a second, you know, Okay, that works. Because if you think about it, you know, you think about that kid on the south side of Chicago or you think about uh, Tiger Woods. Or something, how about Adidas? Do you think about anybody? Right. Reebok, do you think about anybody? And not that they're not great brands and, and you know, they're they're super brands and they've obviously, you know, stood the test of time as well. But I think the context is, is there's a very different uh, perspective around um actually trying to become part of and serve uh, you know the journey of individuals and, and fishermen and fisherwomen um, you know as they kind of you know explore and figure out you know how much uh, they really want to be involved and you know at what level and you know with le what level of competition and what level of diversity and all those type of things yeah I think what serves a brand like that well is uh, like you're saying you mentioned the south side of Chicago kid if you kind of keep your core and your brand, um, that's what, you know, it's funny. It, we had a conversation today on uh, my business partner, Harrison and I, and, and Nicole went out to lunch today and we were just talking about direction of the company, where things are headed and, 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 you know, just all kinds of stuff about, you know, plans and ideas. And I said, you know what? Okay. I think every company, if you don't think this, then you shouldn't be in business thinks that we're going to blow up. We're going to be this huge thing and you know everything's going to be great and i said you know what and then they started talking about global things and international things and i was like listen at the end of the day like even if we have places all over the country hypothetically speaking i don't ever want to lose this gallery right here i always want this to be a place you know i always want to be pompano i always want to have that local flavor about this company because it's going to mean something to me and I think it's going to mean something to the customer base to not malaise yourself into a, just this burnout brand. And I think it's important. Like, and I think to, to the Nike thing, even though that they are huge and global, it, they've still managed to keep some real down-home street quality to them. and. It's 
you know, as much as people want to criticize a company like that for, they say China things about them and, and, you know, money things about them and greed things about them. But from a branding perspective, that's what we're talking about. They've been able to at least portray the image of that. They care about every single person. Yep. And more, and more importantly, the individuals perceive and feel that they have reference that they care about them. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, I mean, you know, we have a whole additional conversation we can have about, uh, uh, you know, community and philanthropy and all that other stuff, which Mm -hmm. is more direct. And you can, you're actually talking about investment in those things. But I think that the, you can't, you can't donate any amount of money for that kid in Chicago or, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that mom up in Boca at the effort center to feel that this is part of their life. I mean, that's, you know, that's the success of marketing, right? That's the, yeah. you know, uh, success. Listen, this, of, is, this, yeah, yeah. this is why we do custom. Sure. Yeah. This is why we will, and we'll always do custom. Yeah. Like even like we don't ever want to get rid of our custom model because that's what I was born in. Right. But it's a connection for us to the community when we do yeah. custom and, and Nike does custom. They have the custom shoes and the colors and you can make your own and they have programs for that. And I think that's really important. And, and I think, you know, doing custom apparel for guys and, and sport fish teams and is, is really important because people get that connection with you, you know, and if you want to do custom rods or have some sort of things like that, they get a connection through that. Right. And that's why we feel, at least for our company, it's important because we always say to customers when they walk in here or when we see them or people that call about commissioning a piece or they want to buy a piece from our gallery. And I say, listen, we just don't buy art for the investment aspect of it. Please don't because it's probably not going to mean anything to you anyway. You're going to leave that to somebody one day, you know, it, whatever, you know, some people like to play that investment game and sell their art through Sotheby's and all that, whatever. I'm not in that world. I always tell people just buy the art because you connect with it. That's it. Just if you have a connection with it and more importantly, if you can take it the extra step and have a connection with the artist, that's even better. Right. And, and just, just leave it at that and call it a day. Just enjoy it for you and your family or, who, or whatever, whatever the aspect is. And I think that's the most important part. And the same thing with the custom work. Just are you connecting with us? Or are we making that together? I mean, that's that's the important thing. Well, and, and to that point, you know, Brian's probably better to speak at it because he's grown up down here in Florida. But, um, you know, growing up uh, on the Long Island Sound and Fire Island and those places where I, I grew up fishing. And then, you know, you guys both the, grew the up no, oh, I'm here. No, you're from here. That's yeah, right. like, yeah, I thought you were born here. here. I yeah, thought yeah, you were native yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah. That's no, why no, I was no. all right. All right. So, so, he, so you grew there. I, I grew, I grew, I was born in Miami, but I grew up primarily up, you know, in the, in the Northeast fishing the canyons and, okay. you know, the, the bay and everything else in fluke and floundering. But I think, you know, the thing that's very different is that we're, where and how I grew up for whatever reason, the whole concept of, you know, 12 year olds deciding to get involved in how they actually build their rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole persona here in South Florida of that being, um, I guess I would describe as attainable, you know, yeah, meaning it was our choice and there was enough, culture. There, not enough options and there was culture. I mean, you know, he could probably tell you, yeah. you know, where, where and how uh, that first started for him. But, uh, you know, that's like normal conversation. Well, let, let me segue yeah. that then. So, so Brian, we've known each other for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, when we met, you were working at Crook and Crook and yep. you spent some time at Captain Harry's and, you know, and now you're back home here and you're working at Chaos with yep. Marshall. Um, so you've been around the block in this in this scene in this industry or whatever. We try not to say the word industry too much because we don't we don't want to um, cannibalize the the connection culture of it. Um, yep. So we don't want to overstate it by saying industry too much. But 
Um, so can you speak to that a little bit? So my first connection really is 20, 20, 22 years ago, I actually got a set. My first thing I ever bought with my own money was a set of chaos rods. Nice. <laughs> you know, that was, that was my first. And it's kind of funny how it's all come full circle now, mm-hmm. you know, sales manager for the Pompano, you know, Pompano beach store, but it's, uh, it's been, you know, that's where it all started was here. It's kind of yeah. funny how it all came full circle. I mean, speak a little bit about, if you can, the culture um, that we're speaking about you know, and what you think that means to um, the world that we navigate. I mean, here, I mean, I've grown up on, you know, I grew up in Dania Beach. I grew up on the water my whole life. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know anything other than, you know, South Florida, you know, this local community. And, you know, it's been great. Yeah. You know. You know, it, I don't know any other industry, you know, not using the industry word, but no, that I could work in because it's the only thing I've ever, I grew up in it. And, and the know. one, the one thing that we saw when we, so just to backtrack, we're about coming up on our three year anniversary of Connected by Water, but I've been out after my corporate life or whatever, which I think served me well, um, you know, in all this whole developing a business thing. Um, you know, when we said, okay, what are we going to name this show? And you know, I've talked about this before on the show um, where we wanted to name it, you know, Livewell or whatever. And then, well, it might be too fishing based because we want to be a little bit broader than that, not to can or not to alienate anybody. Um, and, you know, I'm like, well, and then we found out there was another show called Livewell. My wife was like, oh, well, everyone that's going to come on the show, what are they, how are they connected to you? I'm like, water? Because I want to bring on surfers. I want to bring on paddleboarders and bring on kayakers whatever connected by water she goes we'll name that name the show that and then at the same time we were merging with harris to form this new company so they let's name the whole company that because it really spoke to the connection and the culture and it was broad enough for us to feel like it was a solid idea not just a name um but it was also direct enough to really say this is the life that we know Nope. Right? This is where we grew up. Um, this is what we know. And I don't want to say it's all we know, but it's the way of life what we know. No, no. I mean, I don't remember, you know, first coming down to Pompano, all this new construction and stuff back when I grew up. None of this was here. It was a fishing mm-hmm. community. I mean. This building was here, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this building is from like, straight out of the yep. 40s. <laughs> yeah, but all the buildings were like this. It was, yeah. you know, construction and everything is really taken over here, and it's not the same place we grew up when we were kids, but mm-hmm. it's still still home. Couldn't live anywhere else. I feel like when we're in this building, we're like part of a reef. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, this building, this is like probably, I wouldn't doubt it if this was actually the first building to go up on Pompano Beach. I'm yeah. going to actually, I should actually research that and find that out. Because trust me, with the way that some things fall around here, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But we've we've got pictures of the old, you know, the original ones yep. with, the, with the whole, you know, big fin cars and everything driving by, and you know, of, of this building. And That's it's, so awesome. It's pretty classic T-birds. stuff. So. What's that? T-birds. T-birds. Yeah, the T-birds yeah. and the Ford Fairlanes <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah. Right. The fin cars. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, anyway, it's connected by water. Right. Oh. So, um. Speaking of that, right, connected by water also means being involved in your community. And we feel like that that's actually the greatest trait of the term. Um, you also are very involved in your community. Um, we had some really interesting talk 
about that you and I did. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase, um, but we discussed a little bit about the giving back aspect, how it's good for business, but the intrinsic value of what that brings to the table and how that helps everyone in the community is probably the most upper higher value of it all. I'm paraphrasing that. Can yeah, you, can I, you kind of, I, th- I, th- I think that's accurate. I mean, you know, a- any time that, that you can, you know, simultaneously, you know, just get some, uh, you know, personal, uh, you know, personal feedback from, from your life as mm-hmm. to something positive that you didn't have to do. Uh, and at the same time, then, you know, realizing and recognizing and in, in most cases it actually proving itself out to be also a very good business decision that has a financial return to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's the, you know, that, that's the trifecta, you know, right. you're, you're, you know, you know, you feel good about it, you know, other people feel good about it. And it allows you to actually grow your business so you can do more feel good. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's a, you know, it's, it becomes a, uh, an interesting uh, circle, but you know, I think the, the other piece to it, you know, again, coming back to what you said about corporate, um, unfortunately, I think most businesses, particularly small businesses, um, are so constrained in both their finances and in their thinking that the context of that type of, and it is an investment um, being made is very often, you know, not going to happen just mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not like buying inventory. I sell it for, you know, a dollar fifty. I buy it for a dollar and a quarter. You know, I made 25 cents um, writing a check to Pompano or to the Chamber of Commerce or to the City of Lighthouse Point or, you know, uh, Ladies Fish, whatever it may be. Um, those you really, you know, having to have a, a very high level of confidence, you know, we've got 10 years of confidence now because we you know we've seen the returns, obviously. But th- I think that that's a, a difficult piece and challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, I think when you're trained in that corporate world and you're seeing it work, for me, it was a lot easier to transition, you know, into small business and said, right. Why doesn't anyone want to support this? <laughs> right. We'll support this, you know. And, you know, now not only do you have, you know, uh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. feels good for others your business grows but the value is even greater because other people don't want to participate and by no means in most cases are, you know are these type of opportunities exclusive mm-hmm. um but it's very interesting just particularly in our our when we you know in our community here in marine and fishing and so forth that smaller level smaller businesses where you know the individuals are running the business every day um i think you know either fail to get involved because of financial constraints, they fail to get involved because they've turned down the opportunity before. So mm-hmm. the folks that are trying to, to get these things, you know, off and running, um, just stop asking because they keep saying no. Um, but I think that when you cultivate your customer base um, through developing, I mean, we always say, you know, more anglers fishing more days mm-hmm. on more boats. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, you know, you get a kid who, you know, comes to the marine flea market, you know, and, uh, and you know, you got a casting contest and he's got the spinning reel up on the top upside down, you know, and has never, ever picked up a fishing rod before. And someone shows him and 20 feet down the, the grass, he's able to throw a, a little rubber squid into the middle, middle of a hula hoop on land. Mm-hmm. No fish involved. And all of a sudden, two months later, you see that kid in the shop. Yeah. With his mom, 
you know, now they're on this, the fishing simulator in the shop. You don't charge anything for that. He's just, you know, now he's got the bug. And sure enough, now all of a sudden he's nine and he's 10. And, you know, mom or dad want him to fish even though they don't fish. So you've yeah. now created that cycle of, you know, that, uh, that customer. The demon. You've created a demon. The demon. Yeah. The de- <laughs> de- 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 you know, de- de- demon boy. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think that, I think that that's, you know, that's a, it's a very positive you know, feeling, um, you know, when, when that occurs, but the other side to it, it's great business because, you know, you now have that demon boy, just like you're saying, the demon boy for every birthday wants, you know, I mean, and we have these kind of customers where, you know, grandma, grandpa, grandma one, grandpa two, mm-hmm. you know, mom, dad, everyone's buying 10 and 20 and $25 gift cards. Cause you know, little Johnny wants a $250 reel. Right. Um, They're you know, cause, up on you it. know, cause he's now, yeah. he's now gone ahead and progressed through and he's proven he's really interested. And, you know, he just became the modern day pure rat of, you know, 1988. Um, yeah, and I it's think so that, important to get yeah. the next generation hooked on fishing. Yeah. That's hundred percent. Get yeah. these kids off the computers and game boys yeah. and playstations True. and get them outside and get I, them fishing and i mean we talk about passion a lot on the yeah. show um and you know sometimes when you talk about passion it can get a little sound cliche to throw that word out there but it really it, it really makes sense when you talk about what you're talking about i think um because that's why we're here, right? We have a passion for this this business. We have that passion for this sport. Um, and my whole idea is, man, what can be better if I can make a whole world for myself around fishing and art yep. and the people involved and the whole, all that and actually still make a living doing this? I mean, that's passion, right? I mean, that what could be better? So I think- it, We're that, also lucky. Yeah, we're lucky. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks yeah. to what you're- talking about Most people like, go like, to work every day and hate their jobs yeah and if you can actually give back and then that gives back to you and then it becomes cyclical sure you know then man what can be better than that yeah, and, and 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 it's funny because i think that you know and we've all seen this you know there um you definitely when i moved here in 1999 i'll give, give you context uh went into one of our local shops, you know, the, the owner's now retired and basically said, okay, here's exactly what I need. I'm gone for two, three weeks. Can you get this all together? And it was right. a typical Northeast guy moving to the, to the Southeast. So lots of trolling Tiagra reels and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I come back three weeks later and I say, everything ready? Well, let me show you. I want to show what was not clear right, right. <laughs> about this is what I'm looking for. And even worse than that, you know, in order to get that particular conversation, you know, you have, um, you know, a small group of four or five people having a conversation. <laughs> you walk in as a customer and you're like, hello, I'm over here. Yeah, like, yeah. I got money to, to give you. And, you know, I think that there's a, um, to Brian's point, you know, we always make jokes to say the last thing we need is for someone else to learn how to selfish. And, you know, just because we don't want more people on our water because right. they're pressured and so on and so forth. But I think that. Um, well, they're just going to pressure. They're just going to pressure the fish towards your boat. That's right. Yeah, there right? you go. So, and, and that's. And, 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 but, I, but I think that there's a. There's definitely a. Um, there's an inside the circle and an outside the circle mm-hmm. community. And one of the things that's really been 
you know, the, the recipe for our success has been opening up the circle. Well, I can tell you right now, that's kind of the point of the show. Yeah. Is yeah, the, sure. And if you look at the guys that come on this show, I mean, for a lot of people out there, we are opening up a whole new world for them on this yep. show. Like, I mean, case in point, Art Sapp, right? Art's a very good friend of mine, and he, he's very generous to give his time on this show time and time again. No, those are some of the best podcasts. You know, Tournament Talk and all that is, you know. This is episode, what, 110, 111, 111, right? And I think Art's been on 25% of our shows. I mean, yeah. he just, and he loves it. Even like when we're at the Jimmy Johnson, he just like, I didn't even, I'm talking to somebody else or whatever like that. And there was, you know, we had the headphones on the table and, you know, cause we, sometimes we'd have just me and one person or we'd have a table full of four and, you know, it would, it was a fluctuating two hour thing. And all of a sudden I didn't realize, and I looked to my right and I'm like, Art's sitting there with the headphones on, like, hey. <laughs> you know, like he, he just jumped on, yeah. right? He just loves it. Um, but some of the stuff he talks about is I'm blown away at some of the stuff that he shares, like a lot of his yeah. techniques and secrets. And, and he's just an open book. He's got nothing to hide. He's one of the best of the best. Um, But I can't tell you how many messages I get. Like, wow, Art talked about this. And wow, Art talked about that from guys that are just, what do you want to call them, weekend warriors or just guys that are just learning the sport or whatever. And they get a lot out of it by listening to the show. So again, we're yeah. trying to open up that circle too. Yeah. I totally get that. And I like that. I mean, it's really, the, the, all right. So I know for a while there was this fatty thing going on right now called, they're going on called the secret, right? Everyone knows about the whole secret books and everything like, but one thing that it did say in that whole aspect, right? Which really I always took with me. Like that's probably the only thing I took with me for the whole series was there's enough to go around for everybody. And I do believe that, you know, and that's why I don't, I don't harbor any competition against any other artists or anything like that, which a lot of people think I'm in constant competition with these other artists. I'm like, why, why, why would people think that? If you have all the business, you can handle it. Yeah. And so it's like, but that's why, you know, this, you just, there's enough to go around for everybody, you know? And I think that speaks to the point of what you're talking about with, you know, the circle and opening up the circle. Yeah. Well, and, and, and think, think about it. I mean, think about where, revenue for FWC comes from or conservation efforts mm -hmm. come from, or, you know, uh, is someone really able to go to that store all the time? You know, right. and they're, you know, they've got a monopoly. I, I think it's, you know, if the size of the pie gets bigger, you know, even if your percentage of the pie, you know, stays the same, everybody won. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so it's, no, I, I, I think, I think that's it. And the other side to it is, is I think that, you know, fishing being the glue, you know, and Brian hit on it and, and he's a little bit younger, you know, and, and can kind of share, but the, um, the, you know, kids on electronics by themselves as mm -hmm. opposed to together, you know, we run a summer camp, six kids on the boat, captain and mate, 39 CV, they got life really hard, right? Yeah. Uh, live bait, everything else, 15 painful, miles offshore, pain, 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 <laughs> painful week, five days, five, five days straight, right? Right. Um, but there's nothing like watching um, what happens, you know, in that transformation. Mm -hmm. um, and every so often you get some tears, and every so often you get some seasick, and every so often, you know, you get a couple of bumps and bruises and things. But I mean, the the private conversation with the moms and the dads, you know, two, three, four weeks later, and you're mm -hmm. talking about kids that are like eight to thirteen, seven to thirteen. Um, there's a lot, I think, that 
you know, uh, happens when you let them interact, particularly with, you know, in many cases, you know, three, four, five people they don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a captain and a mate and that's it. And I think that that's probably the, um, the best visual feedback in a very short period of time mm-hmm. as to, to the point of connected by water, how fishing potentially can play that role. Um, it doesn't have to be fishing. It could be soccer. It could be basketball, but so- you know. We have a long-running conversation yeah. on this show yeah. about about very similar thing um, to where, and we haven't actually talked about this for a while, yeah. but there's something that happens when you go fishing with somebody that's different than anything else. And what I mean by that is when you head out on the water with someone that you've never met before and you're out fishing and something great happens that day. Or even if something doesn't, you know, you're just out fishing. Um, you remember that person years down the road. You're like, oh, yeah, we went fishing. I remember you. We went fishing, right? Or, hey, we caught that big mahi that day. Remember, remember that? And you take that with you with that person forever. You really do. And it's a weird thing. And I always try to put my finger on it. And I'm like, man, why is it's not like you just, oh, yeah, we went out to that bar one night. Or, oh, yeah, I remember you from Joe's bachelor party. It's like, who cares, you know? But in hunting, it's the same way. So I'm like, man. Maybe a little primal. What is that? It's primal. Yeah. yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's in our nature as our animal instinct yeah. to connect on that level. Yeah. Right? And when it's kids together on a boat, it's the same thing. And when it's you fishing with Joe Schmo, and all of a sudden Joe Schmo and you catch a wahoo. On the high speed, and so you you, you kind of connect with that, you know. Now you don't actually have to love the person, but you, from an animal instinct, you, you're still connected with that guy. Yep. You know, so, and, I, and I think that is part of the reason why it's so important to get, like you're saying, bringing that younger generation yeah. up on the water, because it's a really big part of who we are as a species. Yeah, yep. and I think that's that's through there's a fishing. whole generation of kids where parents, you know, are allowing the internet to raise them instead of you know them yeah. getting out and going. Both parents working, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, COVID probably helped us out a lot. You know, getting kids outside, get them out fishing. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of good things that actually happen. Is it unintended? Yep. Like the Cobra effect. If you yep. guys ever heard of the Cobra effect, unintended circumstances. So in India, there was this thing where they had this Cobra outbreak. And this government, this is actually a true story. And it's, this government came and they said, oh, we need to get all get rid of all these cobras. So what we're going to do is we are going to say $100 for every cobra you catch and kill and bring to us dead. Right? Okay, great. So all these guys are like, we're going to catch all these cobras. They did it. And bringing all these cobras. And like, boom, 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 boom. And all the cobras were gone. They need like, to do great. that for the iguanas. No, they're great, right? But all these guys that were making a killing, catching cobras, now are out of a job. Wow. <laughs> so the unintended, the cobra effect is the unintended circumstance, right? Yeah. So they're like, yeah. oh, they're going to let some few cobras out. And we're going to catch it. And what happened was they ended up making the cobra problem worse than it was in the first place. That's the unintended circumstance. It happens all the time. So there's a bunch of unintended circumstances happened during COVID, positive and negative. Right? So, so one of the positive ones was... People got outside? There you go. Yeah. Or they got a dog, or they had a kid, yeah. or they've. <laughs> or you got to spend more time with your family, and I thought it was awesome. that might be a good or, or they, or bad thing or they got people. pregnant. That's what I'm saying. They always said if you came hey. out with a new animal, new dog, or pro kid, you did good. Like on both. Thank I God. Have a lot of too, too much time on my hands. Yep. 
where I became a basketball coach. That's it. Right? For for Sienna's basketball team, my daughter's basketball team. Championship after championship, we dominated. Right? But go. I got to connect with my daughter on that level, and she, and she found out that she loves to play basketball. Great thing. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, when, when we try to connect our passion with that animal instinct and with the giving back in the community, it becomes real and authentic. Sure. Right. And that's, that's what I think the takeaway from, from that aspect of it. And, and it, and it, I mean, you know, again, doing this for 10, 12 years, you, you see down the road, um, you know, a lot of the, the kids mm-hmm. that were influenced, um, you know, and not everyone necessarily sticks with anything, but, um, you know, it, it's funny how, you know, down the road you kind of see that, okay, the, the filter or the funnel happens mm-hmm. and, you know, folks are kind of interested and, you know, they're holding that spinning reel upside down and don't know what they're doing. And the next thing they're holding it the right way. And glad you I brought mean, that up again, yeah. right? Because yeah. I, I want to just say, because we're talking about community aspect yeah. and widening yeah. the circle and opening up, you know, one thing that I really can't stand is when, you know, people talk down to people that don't know or, or they'll be mean to like fishing sees that yeah, a lot yeah. for whatever reason, you know, I don't know if it's, so we always say, we always end our show with the same phrase, your ego is not your amigo. Right. So when ego gets in the way of people like that, you want to keep that circle closed and it's kind of annoying to me. You know, I, I can't stand it. You know, I, I really, I guess it's, maybe it's not my nature, but you know, to be that way, but I really, it's a huge turnoff for me when, reel up and then people are posting oh look they're fishing with the reel up it's like you know what maybe that's that first that guy's yeah. first that you don't know what stories behind sure. that you know maybe the guy's got cancer and he's yeah. just the first fish he's ever caught in his life yeah. that's his dying wish and he's got the reel upside down you're making fun of him yeah. and i don't know everyone's got their story right yeah. i don't know and, and and i think you know you know you you flip that around though from folks that are just curious to getting involved and so forth. I mean, you know, uh, I remember, you know, two, you know, two, two in particular that very, very early on, uh, actually three, um, one's actually an employee now, funny enough, but I remember three little kids coming in with mom or dad or both, you know, mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again when they were young. And, um, you know, Will from Miss Michelle. Okay. Uh, you know, oh, ma- I ma- love ma- Will. Ma- matter of fact, you know, hey. Will, 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 Will hey. and his dad, Shannon. I'm glad you brought Will up yeah. because, listen, I want to yeah. give a huge shout yeah. out yeah. Yeah. So, to Will Kelleher. Yeah. Slayer yeah. Racks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he is a longtime listener and yeah. dedicated listener to this sure. show. So, and I, and I always forget to give him a shout out, right? Because yeah. he is one of our biggest fans on this show. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to Will. You're yeah. a man, Phil. You're a man. Not, I, yeah. And, and f- funny, funny enough, after fishing in boat one and boat two, and we're talking about way before the boat's names, you know, we're, we're yeah. after his mom. Um, you know, they got more and more into it. And, uh, you know, next thing you know is Jamie from Jamie's tur- Jamie's tournaments. Uh, you know, and Blue Water Movements. Um, we were sponsoring a tournament, and you know, he or I or both of us came up with some kind of amateur division, just a way to sponsor mm-hmm. for for local shops to sponsor someone into the tournament. And we sponsored Will and his dad, nice. and uh, that was the the first time they uh, went off. I don't remember what it was, but it was a very furry hat with two big horns on it. Okay, um, and that was the you know, grand poo. Uh, yeah, green yeah, yeah, green horn. <laughs> green that's right. Horn. Yeah, the green, green, that's exactly what it yep. was. It was yeah. it was the green horn, and uh, you know, now it's obviously a big part of his life. Um, you know, right. And, and kind of you know a passion and so 
something huge he's part of it. This is life, uh, you know, developed and uh, and so forth. So yeah, so it's you know it's funny, you know, Ben Dixon, another commercial sword fisherman. I mean, yeah. Ben was uh, you know up to my knee. You know, he and his dad would come in and you know his big thing was building rods. You know, yeah. he was you know I need this guide and that guide and this thing and that guy. You know, now he's you know commercial sword fisherman. You know, right. so you know go figure. And then lastly yeah. is uh, Connor. You know, Con- yeah. Connor Darakon, who's uh, actually works for Chaos now. Mm-hmm. But you know, Connor when he was I don't know five six seven years old or whatever it was 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 in with his mom and you know in encyclopedia right you know so the shimano stratic has got a retrieve of x amount of inches and it only weighs 15.3 ounces do you think that's a better choice versus the uh, next size up which is Mm -hmm. uh, 15.7 ounces well i noticed the difference (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and you simultaneously look and say the kid's really really smart yeah. and the kid's right. really really annoying at the same time yeah. but the reality is is that's you It'll know take smart over that, annoying that, anytime that, that becomes the dialed in yep. yeah di- dialed in he, wor- he works for brian now and yep. uh you know he's you know again and you know you kind of you kind of look and and watch over think, the years i think it's so it's so funny how, how yeah. like-minded we yeah. are and if you, even if you look at our employee with nicole yeah. Yep. Who works here? The same yeah. thing. Where she's just—I mean, she's going to chub fish a tournament. She's sure. been she's fished every leg of the ladies triple oh, crown yeah. um, now, and she's yeah. progressing year after year. And yeah. it's like, it's like, can I have off to go to Costa Rica again? I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's well, part of the gig. You know what I mean? Go, go, do it. You know. So, and and then, you know, with Mandy working here now and and everything, and um, you know, and the experience that that she comes with, and and right down to our world's favorite bartender right who's um how would we describe this world-class angler who this you yeah this who this (laughs) it's true she's being humble (laughs) so but it's true like everyone you know that's here you know right down to our guys that are running the podcast they're all they're both watermen you know and uh, everyone's here because they share that passion you know everyone's here because they are actually literally connected by water um and you know, even if you look at um, my business partner Harris, he talked about how you acquired Chaos. He was a customer of mine, yep. right? I've known his wife since she was 16 years old. I know him, and that's how I got introduced to them. He became a customer that way. But then he started looking at—he's accompl- an accomplished businessman, looking at the business—and he just fell in love with it. Saying, "I want to get involved. I, just, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to get involved with what you're doing. It's, it's great, you know." And and he and I are just we just gel and coming up with ideas all the time. And we're just having fun, you know, really. And it's like, yeah, there's a bottom line to be had. And you know, all the business stuff that needs to happen. And, you know, we, okay, we can do that. You if know, you but, can't have fun in this industry, you really need to go. You can't, gen- yeah, you the fun and the chemistry of it all. And you, yeah, you, you can't script that, you know, it's just, you, know, you can, but yeah. is once it you're meaningful? in it, you can't leave either. Yeah, seems, there's no. no. What else are you gonna like, do? Oh, you like, can't, right? Who would hire you? Can't. Yeah. Once you're crazy people, they're all that's just. A good you know, point. That's a yeah. yeah. You just brought up what's like that is a really good point. I've never no really thought about it do. that way. Believe yeah. me, I've tried leaving, and it just yeah. sucks you right oh, back. Oh my in. god! It's like you're done. It's just like it's a life thing, man. It's like. It's like I'd, the mafia. It's like when you're once you're in it, man. I'd have to start all over. This is all I know. You know, I'll be honest with you. There's times like, all right, let me ask you this. See how you feel about this question. As a businessman, as a business owner, do you have moments of like, what if I just scrap this and just went to something different? Right? Yeah. 
you know, no, it's I, only me. I hope I it doesn't. See you so, later. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, no, I mean, because I think as a business owner, you're always constantly looking mm-hmm. at everything at all angles at all times. I, I, right? I, I, I think so. I think, you know, we as a company are fortunate enough and myself as an owner are fortunate enough that, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a big enough team of people mm-hmm. that are, are pretty competent in all the different areas that I think when, when that level of, um, whether it be frustration or curiosity and maybe both. Uh, I just tend to work on a different part of the business. Um, you know, exactly like, like, what I do. You know, like, like Brian, Brian, tell exactly you. So it. for the last, you know, four weeks, you know, we've been planning 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm kind of like incognito. You know, right. folks don't even, where is he? You know, what's he doing? You know, the whole night, you know, and then we know we just, you know, you mentioned Lighthouse Point. You know, we just uh, got all the approvals for the new store. In yeah, Lighthouse so Point. I'm glad you brought that so, up because I definitely so, want to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, so basically show. in, um, probably May, June, you know, I'll start spending a big, big portion of my time, you know, dealing with that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, cause you know, in that particular case, it's something that, you know, obviously is time sensitive, but uh, I think, I think it's, it's a lot of moving between areas of the company um, and, you know, figuring out, you know, not just what. Yeah, need, you're right. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. When I start thinking like that, I start pivoting. Yeah. And it's not just what area needs the most help. I think in many cases, it's just a matter of what impact can you make to that area, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then trying to apply, um, you know, apply over there. But um, no, I, I think, again, I, I think that um, there's so many elements to our business to the industry, our business is within and the community and the geography and so forth. I mean, you know, there's a real estate part, part to what we do. There's a retail part to what we do. There's an e-commerce part to it. There's a manufacturing part to what we do. So I think with all of that, um, you know, there's plenty of variety that if, you know, you're really bored, um, you know, you're probably not going to get unbored by doing something different. I said my motivation wouldn't be more boredom. It would be more pressure. Yeah. You know, of, of, of feeling like, you know, and obviously your company is a little bit more mature than mine is right now, you know, so we, we might be in different places of, of thought process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because we're, we're celebrating our three year anniversary of Connected by yeah. Water. Now, I don't, I don't consider DFAS my time at Dennis Phil Art Studios before Connected by Water part of the tenure, right? I, I have to compartmentalize that and think, think about that as two separate things, right? Because Everything did change once Harris entered the picture and became connected. Like everything developed differently because DFAS was really just glorified freelance work, right? Where it's like, yeah, I wasn't working out of the house. I had a place in Coral Springs and an office and everything like that. I was doing work out of there. But it really was just me kicking out projects and doing it like that. Connected by Water is a whole different deal. It's a full-on company. Yeah. So, so can, we're just, can you say overhead? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's all these different pressures coming with it. So I always have the mindset of like, can I just scrap all this and just go back to being a glorified freelancer and make a living? Yeah, I could. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I do have like fleeting thought every now and then, but like I'm probably sharing way too much with the audience than I should. But, um, but well, yeah, the podcast so, is doing great. I mean, yeah, no. So, but but I'm saying, but then you really look at everything that you built, you developed, and and you're just like, all right, it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. All right, it's it's worth the the juice is worth the squeeze, yeah, so to speak. So, well, and, and I think the other side to it is, is I think if you if you run if you run out of future, then you probably should go and do something else. Well, we're um, definitely not running out of yeah, future. Yeah, that, I that's think that's the, part of my problem. Yeah. There's like way too much future right. going on yep. here. That's and, like coming at us like yeah. so freaking fast. It's yeah. hard to believe. Really, I mean, it's like if that's probably our biggest. I don't want to say problems. Are you it's not bitching? A problem. What's that? Are you bitching? 
Yeah. Stop it. A little bit. <laughs> Stop it. All right, go ahead. Mama smoke. Yeah. So anyway, new store. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, like like you said, just the uh, the concept of there is no future, or you're not thinking about the future. Then you know. Yeah. What else are you gonna? You know, where should you be spending your time instead? Um, so the so the whole concept of the of the new store um, is all about two things. It's all about experiential, mm-hmm. and it's all about intimacy. Um, you won't recognize it as a tackle shop um, when it opens because it'll look more like an Apple store. Um, very mm-hmm. high touch, very uh, put your hands on it, you know. And as some of the nice. executives of our biggest uh, of our biggest brands, you know, talk about, um, get it out from behind the glass. Right. So if the eight year old drops the Stratic on the floor, and you know. You lose 80 bucks, mm-hmm. the benefit of everybody else who touched that Stratic far outweighs that broken reel. Sure. Um, and I think that that- You, you know, consider a loss leader? I, I don't know. Not quite I, though. You, nah, it's, it's not still, so much a, a loss yeah. leader. I, I think it's just, you know, you're, it's so, so hard if you go into, you know, so many of these stores, you, you know, particularly when inventory was so scarce during COVID, but, you know, even when inventory is flourishing and it's behind the counter and the guy's talking to someone else and, you know, I want to see this, I want to touch the being able to to actually engage that way mm-hmm. um, is really you know kind of kind of what we're trying to go and the feedback loop that actually created that whole idea you know three or four years ago five years ago even was when uh, when the IGFA uh, actually moved most of their operations back to Missouri Missouri yeah um, you know one of the things I used to love about the IGFA was their fishing simulators yep so we bought two of them not oh, from did. them we bought we bought two of them we've had them in the store for for years we've had you know rainy day tournaments and all sorts mm-hmm. of kids things and birthday parties and you name it and you know, we've used them um but it was always to me a, a type of energy going on in the store when you actually had that going on you know is a seven-year-old gonna buy anything probably not if his dad or mom doesn't fish are they gonna buy anything? probably not you know maybe a t-shirt uh but the energy that actually got everybody excited with the loud music and the selfish jumping and you know the kid breaking the rod and all the other things that happen um I think elevates the whole opportunity. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like opportunity you know, for chaos. Yeah, but and, and, and for the consumer, uh, you know. So yeah. So I mean, you know, there's there's definitely there's definitely a uh, a buying mode that we try to drive. But um, you know, a lot of it also, I think, is a matter of letting people kind of experiment without feeling compelled to actually buy something. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the new locations, one of the only commercial properties actually on federal highway. That's also on a canal. Yeah. I was so about to yeah. say, you guys are going to be yeah. able to fish. Behind yeah. So, thing, right? so and more importantly, it'll be a very, very safe place as opposed to the top of a seawall somewhere mm-hmm. for, you know, the really little kids, you know, the six, seven, eight, nine year olds to basically in the city and in the town, you know, kind of come on a Saturday and just screw around. Um, Mm-hmm. I mean, or learn how to not put the spinning reel face up, yeah. um, and that that's that's kind of the the whole spirit, you know, is is very much you know along uh, you know along along those lines, and and that's not been done. I mean, you know, uh, uh, hopefully it's all as successful as I as I perceive it should be. Um, certainly, other industries show that that is actually where and and what retailing is all about. Um, 
but you know ultimately uh, you know time will tell. I mean, you'll still be able to buy all the same stuff you're able to buy. Uh, I think it's just the difference of being able to actually go ahead and read your own lore, or just being able to go ahead and um, you know mess around with this reel or put this reel on this rod and, and push mm-hmm. it onto a simulator, that kind of stuff. I think it sounds magnificent, you, we, it, and I truly mean that yeah. because I mean it, it speaks to um, being established. Yep. And establishing yourself in the community and establishing yourself as a place rather than just a thing. Um, and you know, we look at, you know, our little gallery here is the same way. We have never said that we want to be this thing where it gets this constant foot traffic, where we're like this Alvin's Island and we're selling us. No, it's like, that's not our gig. Listen, most of our money's made on the other side of this wall and custom. Okay. That's like 90% of our business, right? We want to have this, as a place for people to come. When people come in and walk off the street that we've never met, they see the rum display from Papa's Pilar. They go, oh, what's with the rum? We explain to them about the podcast and then Papa's Pilar's involvement with our podcast. I'm like, do you want some? I'm like, I can't sell it to you, but I can definitely- Give it to you. Yeah, give it to you. <laughs> Two out of three times people say, yes, I'll have it. I'll try it, right? So we like, we'll give it to you and they come, they enjoy the art and whether they walk out with a piece after us doing that or they don't, it's the experience that they had and, you know, we want to do, like, we're going to have our barbecue here. We're going to have the OAPB event that we had here. We had a bunch of people in the store and we really just enjoyed that. You know, we're selling art. I'm not worried about that. You know, everything's going great. But to the similar thing where it's like, we just want to be a place. That's the whole point of this gallery, at least this side of it. Right. Yep. So we look at this as one thing and that is a completely different thing. It's almost like full circle. You're coming back. I mean, you know, Brian, you could probably, you know, share in Dania Beach, you know, what the local shop was that you kind of probably walked to and rode your bike to and, yeah. and everything Turned else. Turned out to be Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah eventually, eventually, right? Yeah. So, when they decided to build a big store, right? Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on Griffin Road. Yeah. Yep. So, so. But, but I think that that, you know, that, I think all the e-commerce and all the internet and all the online and everything else, um, does really really well when you're at a commoditized level right it does really poorly when you're an intimacy level correct and i think that 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 intimacy level is really if you're serious about brick and mortar retail um in the future i mean what else is your differentiator i mean we we have customers you know brian chuckles all the time he's like did this customer lighthouse point really just buy a spool of memoir line from us on amazon is that possible? Why, why would they do that? Right. Well, because he's sitting behind his desk. Yeah. It's 1245. He's on a Zoom call. He's able to basically hit three or four keys because he's fishing this weekend. And mm-hmm. boom, you know, tomorrow is, uh, you know, his Mamoy line gets delivered, you know, to his front door. Nothing wrong with that. But it's, right. it's but that's a commodity transaction. Here's what I want. I want it as soon as possible. Send it to me now. Great. We want to participate. Mm-hmm. But. The intimacy, intimacy part of it is much more difficult uh, and something that, you know, I, I don't, you know, people ask me all the time, oh, you know, what do you think is going to happen in brick and mortar? I said, well, it all depends. I mean, if, if all you're doing is having someone come in and say, hey, I want that spool on my line and okay, fine, we'll order it for you. They don't need you to order it for them. Right. They, they, you get it just as fast. Yeah. Um, you know, so you better figure out, you know, what your customers want, both from an experience and a product standpoint and have it. <laughs> and deliver it. That's exactly That's, why yeah. we don't offer a limited yeah, editions sure. online. Yeah, we only offer open edition prints. Yep. That any you know, we can just run off enough and we send them to you. You get them yeah. in two weeks. They're made to sure. order. Yep. But if you want limited edition, you got to come here and get it. Yeah. 
It's the only place in the world to get a limited edition Dennis Real print is yep. in this room right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's by design yep. for the exact reason that you just said. Sure. And and that's, and I think, I think that's the, you know, that that's the real, you know, opportunity slash, you know, challenge for the next 10 years for you know, any businesses is, is going to be, you know, again, <laughs> coming back to it, not just connected by water, but connected to your customers sure. through yeah. water. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the, you know, that, that's kind of, kind of what we strive for, but yeah, but you know, Full circle on your question, uh, you know, all the approvals are done with uh, the city. So now it's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting all the construction squared away and, um, you know, probably beginning of next year is my guess. You know, beginning of next year. Yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be nice that it would be the end of this year. But I think in the middle of holiday and everything else, it's no, not yeah, that's, we would that's, make any kind of Once moves. you get to fourth quarter, then everything yeah. changes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You excited, yeah. Brian? Very excited. Yeah, I remember when One we were the, over there for the boat show event, you know, you were, couldn't stop talking about it. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. One of the main reasons why, you know, yeah. I joined four months ago was that new store is going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be two stories, you said? Yeah, the offices are upstairs, you know, but okay. the, uh, you know, basically some office upstairs. But, but one, you know, the room um, out front, I think it's got a 14 or 16 foot ceiling in it. So right. it's, you know, specifically um, built for, you know, fishing rods and not knocking tips off of eight foot rods and so on and so forth. So right. it's, um, you know, it's kind of geared towards, you know, purpose built to what we're going to be doing there. Nice. Um, yeah. Can you, uh, you know, before we sign off and everything, yeah. I want to do like some church announcements for you guys. Give me kind of a list of some of the organizations that are, you're getting involved with for the upcoming events. We got the ladies fish off coming up. You got the, got the ladies fish off. Um, you know, certainly, you know, you'll see us, you know, still very, very involved with, um, anywhere in any place that we can help with the chamber. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we'll certainly be back, uh, yep. you know, come, and there's probably a dozen, um, charity tournaments that we typically do. I mean, uh, we have a, a longer term goal slash plan. Um, we've talked a lot about putting together a, uh, a chaos charity circuit mm -hmm. where it would actually be you know 401c3 or excuse me 501c3 charity tournaments right uh almost like nascar so okay. you know you mentioned you know uh, art and some of the other folks that are you know our, our top anglers here um a lot of times in nascar you know the the guy who actually takes the crown at the end is the guy who was able to finish all the races right uh and very similar the idea would be is to two things one help the charities because we're constantly being asked and mm -hmm. we feel bad anytime we can help um but at the same time, you know, create a uh, almost an SKA-ish type okay. of uh, bracket that allows for basically Joe Saturday Fisherman to uh, be involved in this particular tournament. And, oh, look, he fished all 12, so he accumulated X amount of points. Great. Here's 10 grand. Interesting. Um, and that's, that's a uh, – that was high on our list before COVID. You know, obviously, there's some bumps in the road, you know, during COVID, but something we certainly want to return to and we think it's uh, – Yeah, we've, we've got know. a ton of things that we – Obviously, that got in the yeah. way of that. We're like, okay, yeah. we're Harrison and I are now starting to talk about and revisit. And yeah. so, yeah, that's great, though. Yeah. That's a great idea. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that's the uh, you, coming back to the circle we talked about and opening the circle to mm -hmm. other people. I think that's where um, folks can come in and actually experience, you know, kind of the community portion of fishing, you know, because they go out there, they catch their snapper, they're happy, you know, so they certainly you know, get to experience our resources and then mm -hmm. you get to experience the water. And, you know, many of them are very good fishermen in their own right. Um, but the context of everything around the community, I don't know that 
a very large percentage. You know, it's the same guys that we all know. Right. So, you know, we kind of say, oh, yeah, everyone's involved. Yeah, but there's, you know, that's this as many people. You know, there's there's another, oh, yeah. you know, another the- 10,000 people that, you know, we don't know that, you know, do actually trailer the boat and drop it in the water and go out and do their thing. And no one knows who they are or what they are. You don't recognize the name on their boat, um, you know, when you pass them by on the water. Um, you know, those are the folks to say, okay, how do you, how do you get them involved, you know, into the circle? Because again, I think it's A, um, great for the community. I think B, you know, it's great for, for business. Um, you know, and then C, if you can do it through something with charity, you know, all the better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's the intrinsic value of that is just absolutely priceless. And you always want to bring that guy into the fold or that girl into the fold that, that just is on the outside looking into that 1% of 2% of, you know, the arts apps of the world. And I, most, most people have, I mean, I know just guests that I've brought to tournaments that we've been involved with and sponsored or whatever it might be, have no clue. I mean, you know, we know what a captain's meeting is. We mm-hmm. know what an award ceremony is. We know what a weigh-in sure. is. Um, but the social elements of all of that, um, I think there's there's so many folks that don't recognize everything that goes along with that. Yeah, because if you really look at it, um, it's a small knit group. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it's it the re- same. Very, very tight network yep. of people, and you know, um, the thing is, is those people and those of us surrounded by those people are so fixated on that life and that lifestyle that a lot of times, what's the word I'm looking for? You just get numb to it. A little bit, maybe numb's not the right word, but that is the word, um, or one of the words to describe that you don't see the forest through the trees, and you're just saying this is okay. You know, the captain's meeting them there, you know, and the tournament, and you live that tournament life, or you know, you're just living the bite and the seasons, and you're mm-hmm. out there all the time, and well, not, and you think everybody lives that way and understands that way, and they really don't. Yeah, well, you, and the, I think, on the majority, and, and I think I mean I think the case, the case study, you know, longtime local char- charity tournament, um, the case study I look at all the time, um, and friends that I made early on in Chaos's uh, in Chaos's history as I own the company was St. Coleman's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at St. Coleman's and you've got you know uh, world class anglers, and then you've got you know folks you know with their kid that you know basically maintain the boat and hopefully they'll have it running for Saturday's tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, all fishing together yep. uh, and the the guys you know the guys that have run that over the years you know have done a great job kind of uh you know completely eliminating any of the the barriers or any of the reasons why either of the two mm-hmm. the guy who wants the experience to get ready for a competitive tournament or the 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 guy and his family that you know just wants to get out and fish with his uh with his kids yeah you know both work you know it's so funny because all right <laughs> so i've been fishing my whole life okay a lot of key trips and just fishing out front here, but I grew up on the other side of the tracks. Right? I was a North Lauderdale kid and then moved to Coral Springs. And that's where I grew up right now. But I went to high school at Gibbons. And I remember the first day I went there, I was a kids are showing up in Porsches. I didn't grow up like that. And then like all these kids are like talking about, you know, Oh, we're going fishing, we're for sailfish and everything like that. And that's kind of how like I got in with a lot of those guys. It's like through fishing. And I see you know, like, hey, you know, take me fishing with you. I'll draw you whatever we catch that day. I could do a little painting for it. And that's kind of how I got on board with a lot of these Gibbons kids or 
like living that life or growing up because to them, they're thinking everyone grows up this way. So not true. I definitely didn't grow up that way. Every fish I caught, I earned. Just in their circle. Yeah. I earned every fish I caught when I was growing up. And, you know, it it was interesting to see, like, the whole cross-culture, you know, of that aspect. But, yeah, kind of a little bit of what you're talking about. But it just made me think of that. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I, I, I think, I think that, you know, the positive that can come out of introducing someone to the water, mm-hmm. um, not everybody, you know, sometimes it was just a great day and a great experience, you know, check. But for others, you know, I mentioned the, the three little guys that uh, aren't little guys anymore that uh, you kind of watched, mm-hmm. you know, over many, 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 many years. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to see what, what it does. And, you know, I don't know, maybe the analogy, you know, growing up playing football, um, you know, as I always, always sure that, you know, it wasn't so much about anything other than the discipline, right? You know, your team sucked. You still had to play, still had to go to practice. Team was great for this year. Let's see mm-hmm. what next year celebrate, but it might be very, very short lived. Yeah. And I think that, you know, fishing is a similar, um, endeavor where, you know, you guys, ah, the bite was terrible. Yeah. It'll humble well, you. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the bite was terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't for that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, Skip, Skip, Dan- <laughs> Skip Danison did it pretty good, didn't he? You know, well, you know, what happened there? No, no. So I think that there's, a, uh, there's an appropriate, you know, analogy, I think, to, to fishing that, you know, you got somewhat of a, of a level playing field. And now the question is, is, you know, how much time and effort and focus do you want? There's some talent to it, but I think the time and effort and focus is, that's the nice part about fishing. I think, you know, natural, natural ability when it comes to athletics, you know, hey, you're not seven foot two, you're not going to be a center in the NBA. Right. But if you, you can't run a four, three, 40, then yeah, you're not, not playing, playing in the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, competitive fishing, again, assuming you have access to the boat and the hours on the water and everything else, the focus that really, really, um, you know, work it and work it and work it and turn it into a, you know, a passion. I think that there's a much better opportunity for you to be competitive, um, you know, than, than a lot of other endeavors. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. Sport, so, you have to be okay with failing. Yeah. Well, listen, at the end of the day, it's primal yep. and it's human. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, we all got to eat and that's the instinct. Yep. Right. Whereas like the, the four, two guy or the seven foot guy, you know, they can excel in that space, but at the end of the day, it comes down to it and you're hunting, you're fishing, you know, that primal instinct kicks in and, you know, whether, whether we consciously realize it or not, you know, you're out there for a reason. Yep. So you can call it sport if you want, but there's more to it than that. Yep. Yeah. Just so, like any other athletes playing, you know, football yeah. and everything, it's all, it's primal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Primal Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think to your point, a lot of, a lot of our society and a lot of our, um, the right way to phrase this, a lot of our socialization of children today, to the point I made about camp, um, while I generally think moms and dads are, are very happy and excited that, you know, little Johnny or little Maria, you know, basically did this and looked down, they're willing to touch dead shrimp or live mm-hmm. ballyhoo or whatever it might be and open fish and fish guts and all that other stuff that they were scared to death of beforehand. I think they're sometimes also just a little bit surprised slash taken back because that primal instinct kicked in for that nine-year-old yeah. and mom and dad or, you know, whomever in the family uh, didn't necessarily um, 
exposed them to that or in some cases probably even sheltered them from that mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you've got that you know well-to-do kid from the right side of the tracks that and all of a sudden spent time with these five other kids a captain and a mate and he's got blood all over him and mm-hmm. you know this and that and he seems to love it you know and mom, right. mom's looking and saying what happened to my little boy right and all of a sudden your little Takes boy one good fishing trip yeah. to really get hooked yeah dude i'm telling you like a boat has a way to to break barriers yep. yeah it really does. Yeah. One, one good trip. One good trip. Don't matter what it is. You know, dolphin fishing, bass fishing. You have mm-hmm. a good day on the water. It kicks back in, and you just can't stop. You now, yep. know, you now know it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, I want to thank you guys yeah. both for coming no, in today. This has been a great conversation. I really, yeah. really appreciate yeah, it. Good stuff. How you doing over there? I'm doing. Yeah. You doing? Working it out. <laughs> <laughs> I might even see say the K word. But the, what are they doing with the extra? No, not the kegels. No, no not the kegels. Just, All right. no. <laughs> I'll do that later when I get home. That's that potato yeah. pancake, right? <laughs> Kegel. Um, thank you so much. Sure. Guys, right. Um, it, it, listen, it, if you guys are looking to get some serious tackle or just come and, and enjoy the place and you know keep tabs on chaos here, they got it going on. You really do. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, and um, you know. You guys are great guys, you know, and, and, you know, people should enjoy, you know, doing business with you. And, and I know they do and they, and they will when they cut, they come to your store. So, um, really, really from by my heart. Thank you. Um, if you're in the market for a new truck or Jeep or sport utility vehicle, go see our good friends at joeycardychrysler.jeepram. Um, a little birdie told me that if you actually walk in there and say, you heard about them through the connected by water podcast, you might get a better deal than most people. Well, there we go. So I don't know if it's true. I bought but... my, I bought my Ram from Joey. Did you really? Yep. Someone decided to run into the side of it now, so I might need to go get another one. Okay. Did, did you, you hear what happened to the gentleman's truck? Who was... Oh, Taylor. Taylor? Yes. You can look at mine oh outside. My God. They did, did a great you... job. The Runaway trailer Runaway on Taylor. trailer on his – he's got a picture of it coming on a camera, and you can just see this 30-something foot tra- – I don't know, and it's just right through the side of it. The- yeah, right through the side of the bed. Like the trailer, wow. the hitch is like in the bed. I mean, in the back door. Yeah. Totally. Now, they didn't total mine, but just yeah. enough to aggravate you. And he's well, just this- like sitting there looking at it like what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not going anywhere for the day. Yeah. You know, and then they posted later that you can see like a, one of the cameras from one of the stores and the trailer's just going right down the street and all of a sudden it just nails right into his truck. He's one so of like our previous... there was no truck with the no, trailer? No, it was just no, a trailer. No, a runaway trailer. Just a trailer. Yeah. He's one of our previous podcast guests. Go with oh. with, a, light, with yeah. a license plate on the trailer, hopefully. Oh, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Insurance. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're thirsty, which I know a lot of you at home are, you know, wrestle up yourself a bottle of Papa's Pilar Rome, right? We remind you never to be a spectator. Uh, we just spent the entire weekend with the entire Papa's team. They're great guys. Great yep. to hang out with. Just as real as can, real can be. Uh, we are proud to be part of the Papa's family here. Um, so please, um, the latest product out on the shelves is their Papa's Pilar Legacy. Today we were drinking the Sherry Cask and the Blonde. Um, yes, but it's all good at the end of the day. So, um, and also if you're a, a CV owner, I just want to remind you that you can head on over to shop.cvboats.com and you can shop the D collection 
of everything that we've designed and produced for them. And when you order it through their site, it actually gets sent to you from our store. So, awesome. um, and if you need any rods, you need any reels, you need any line, or you just want to go over there and say hi to these fine gentlemen in front of me, check out chaos fishing in lighthouse point, Florida, right off federal highway, just North of sample road for now. And then there will still be just North of sample road on the other side of the street very soon. Right. Um, Marshall, Brian, thank you guys very much. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Um, Carlene. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, this better not be your last episode before the baby. Uh, when it gets closer. All right. But, all right you can cool. do it remote. Yeah. Oh, man, we do Via Zoom. What do you think? You can just we'll, put an iPad we'll there. We'll put the iPad there. Yeah. <gasps> iPad it. That would be great. We can just get like a from the, hosp- from the like hospital. A, we'll do hologram. A, a before mama, mama was mama, <laughs> like poster board to stand here. <laughs> That'd be perfect to hold the fish. Think, yeah. So hold know. the baby. Yeah. <laughs> man. I'll be back beforehand, but. All right. a couple weeks good all right your ego it's not your amigo always do your best at the end of the day just make sure you let god do the rest and do not ever forget that no matter where we are no matter what we're doing we are all connected by water thank you, you gentlemen. Cool. thank you guys good